Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another awesome episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. Court is now in session. With me, as always, is the man who is the only man who knows what was truly going through Winona Ryder's head during the acceptance speech at the SAG Awards, Mr. Drew Celestino. Ah, still, she's still after my own heart all these years (laughs) later, man. That was fantastic. That was that was the memes that have been made. I will not deny I'm still a sucker for Winona Ryder. She's so. great. She's great, but wow. That hey, was... man, if you're an award show, why not imbibe? So sure. What could go wrong? Sure. I'm sure all she did was imbibe. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. It was only alcohol. Sure. All right. How hey, you doing, look, sir? <laughs> as long as she didn't steal anything hey, off the table. No judgment here. We love Winona. <laughs> Can't wait for Stranger Things season two. Sure. We maybe, prefer- hey, wait, wait, wait. Maybe she was just, you know, in character on on stage. It's very possible. See? Boning up for next season. Going method on it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, here we are again. Right, We're coming coming quickly to the end of Luke Cage. Two to go, including Which, this one. Yeah, counting this one, two to go, and then right into Daredevil Season 2. Yes. Such excites. Very excites. But before we get to all that, how was your week, sir? Week was okay. Uh, let's see. Um, awkward game night on Friday? Wow, you're just thrown out there. Well, I mean, Jen had to leave to go rescue a yeah. dog, unfortunately, and then Justin had to leave, and it was weird because Justin's, unfortunately, Justin's mother passed away that week. Yeah. Um, so, just an unfortunate series of events, and then we kind of had an abridged game night. A little bit. A little bit abridged. Yeah, a little bit. Um, a bunch of quickies. Saturday, uh, we went to the comic store, the Big Bad comic store. Yeah, we all, uh, me, you, and Alan. Big Mamma Jamma. All went to uh, Dave and Adams. Very big. Um, Yes. Sports stuff and uh, comic stuff and then video game stuff yeah. and, and board game stuff. I didn't know they did all that. Yeah, they're they're Impressive. kind of the one-stop shop for sports and geek stuff. Um, they're, they're my comic shop. I, I go there because uh, Virginia's there, and she's always eager to help out and do the best she can. She... She organizes a lot of stuff over there, and they've definitely stepped up their their geek game. As big, it time. Were. big time, big time. So yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of that place. Are they still giving out our uh, Devil's Do flyers in the bags? They they had one up. Yeah. Um, I, it's no longer up. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, you you are pseudo affiliated with competition, so that might have the management might have gotten wind to that. Oh. I, I don't. I, she didn't say anything to me. I don't know for sure. I'm just saying if I had to. Interesting. Either that or someone was just like, okay, they're not paying us anything for this, so let's take it down. I would guess that's more likely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but no, she's she's eager to uh, to help out wherever she can. Uh, I'm sure, we'll have her on the show one day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Twas. So Twas. You, you enjoyed the the place. It was. It was interesting. It's a lot to take in for first It's a time. lot to take in. And then I kind of thought like, wow, this is what our hobby has become in a way. All my ho- two of my hobbies, in fact. Yeah. Video games and, and comics. It's, it's, it's weird in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I heard an interesting analogy on another podcast. Remember like back in the 80s? 
where remember the eighties. <laughs> remember back in the eighties, where like a lot of stuff was like not just geek stuff, but like all sorts of pop culture stuff was kind of promoted using toys, not toys, but like fifties nostalgia. Yes, doo wop. Yes, music things like that. Things are cyclical. In the yeah, in the I, 90s, I think you can find that because the people who were kids during that area, that 50s area, had grown up and become the bosses of these big companies. Right. Like, creative directors and whatnot. I think now um, this geek golden age that I would say has been going on since 2008. I think Iron Man was the genesis of it. Sort of. Mainstream geek golden age. That's fair. Um, I think a lot of it's also because we've got a lot of the people who grew up like 80s 90s oh yeah oh yeah and they're in they're calling the shots now they've got disposable income and that's why uh, super nintendo cartridges right now are way too expensive (laughs) all i want to do is collect man (laughs) now i'm up against kids with pockets yeah so but i I think that's cool but yeah david adams fun fun place very impressive i was surprised you were kind of dismissive of the gi joe section the the case um you're kind of like me no i'm still a joe fanatic uh in that i know a lot about it but i've kind of uh moved on to a degree from gi joe i think ultimately something that struck me being in 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 the store and seeing all of the bigness of pop of comics as pop culture and video games as pop culture i was kind of like reflective in a way like huh look how much crap (laughs) <laughs> you can buy with stuff we like on it. Yeah. And then I kind of felt weird about the stuff I like. <laughs> I wasn't sure how to feel about it anymore. <laughs> and uh, I have a bigger, there's a larger point to be made actually about that. And I, I've been reflecting on this a bit recently uh, when it comes to uh, even Star Wars, but like Batman and uh, other other pop cultural entities and my thoughts on what they are and what they represent now and i don't know i'm getting a little well cynical is not the right word but i'm kind of seeing through things now and i'm not liking what's on the other side see i think i think you're being a little too critical of it oh no i think you've kind of forgotten the time where we couldn't get any of this stuff i know that i think it's just there's a lot of stuff to worry about in this world right now. This is a big discussion. I, Trust I think me. I think for stuff like this, you just kind of have to sit back to enjoy the fact that if you want to get a T-shirt with the 1966 Batman Adam West in you know beach shorts with a surfboard from that one episode, you can go out and do it. Just just enjoy it. Just it. You don't have to do it if you don't want to do it, but enjoy the fact that you have the option to pretty much. If you want to acquire product from almost any license that we've ever enjoyed, yeah, it's yeah, readily yeah. available. Yeah, yeah, to I, you. I, I know. But ultimately, it comes back to why do I like the things I like, and what are they? And I'm starting to realize that the things I like aren't really what they used to be. Now they're just excuses to make stuff and sell it. And I think oh, that God. I think I that's what hit me things, pretty hard. Things change. Things evolve. I mean. Well, it's not. It's I'm not. I'm painting a lot, a lot of broad strokes. Some things are more guilty than others, but like Star Wars has been accused of this for years, decades, even. Like yeah, you know, Star Wars is the one that started it all. Sure, totally. And I think you know, Disney is is doing 
you know, they're 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 still exploiting to the fullest extent of the law. They did pay uh, four billion exactly, and they're going to make all that money back. So they, but they, I mean, I think in, in their case, that they're taking care to make the, the the there's a core product that has to be good and worth your worth caring about, and yeah. that that is the movies, and they've done a good job of. Making yeah, they're, they're two, two for two. Right. They've done a good job of keeping that core and then building the empire around it. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting into this bigger picture, I guess. We're just we're here now. Uh Fire but out. then I get into something like Batman. Batman, I don't know what Batman is anymore. Let me explain. Star Wars, despite having this massive merchandising empire, no pun intended. Like I said, it it has a core, the core of the movies, and the movies are good and worth investing in, and I can care about them. I know the canon. It's a a thing. I can distill it. This is Star Wars. I can point to it. Batman and Warner Brothers, who owns him, I don't... AT&T owns Batman. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, AT&T, who owns Batman. Wow, that's... Think about that for a moment. Uh, I don't know what Batman is. Is Batman a comic book? Is Batman a video game series? Is Batman a movie? Is Batman a cartoon? Is Batman a toy line? Is Batman, uh, you know, a fruit snack? Is I don't know because he's in all of these things, and yeah. canon is fast and loose now. And ultimately, I don't know anymore because all I yeah. see now is an excuse for them to use Batman and the and the awareness of him to make all of those things and none of them are the core of the character anymore it's just this thing it's just Batman but Batman doesn't really mean anything anymore it's just a license to put a bat logo on it and sell it to you and I think that's where I'm like having a hard time and it's not just Batman I'm using Batman as an example Marvel's teetering close on, on this too Again, fortunately, the core product, the films, are still good, but yeah. but it's a fine line, and I and and I think some franchises do it better than others, where you know what the core is, and I don't know in the case of like Batman and other stuff. When I was presented with all the merchandise blitz at at yeah. in one place at the shop, man, it had me kind of taken aback as to like I I I don't I'm being sold things, and I don't know if. They matter. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Um, and I can extend this to wrestling, too, by the way. Yeah, it's... Anytime something Huey's is... Huey's going to have a take on this, too. Anytime <laughs> something is successful, it grows. I definitely get what you're saying with Batman. Um, I think Batman and the rest of DC is just incredibly mismanaged. And we'll be getting into that in news, too. Okay. Um I think there is still meaning to Batman. I think you just have to dig deeper to find it. I think Batman is more relevant today than he's ever been. Sure. I, mean, I don't especially that. especially considering our current political reality. You think back to like the Dark Knight Returns, you're like that's that's the Batman I want right now. <laughs> um so I think I think Batman will never not be relevant he is i mean oh he's omnipresent yeah i mean the the arguments there between him and spider-man for who is the most popular superhero right now oh it's batman yeah it's it's probably it's probably batman but i mean um but i think again it's just there's there's extra layers of fluff there that 
you know, my wife gave William a bath a couple weeks ago with a Batman bubble bath that someone gave us. So I get what you're saying. I totally understand what you're saying. Um, I still think there's relevance there. You just have to dig deeper to find it. I think the main problem is, is that if the lay person wants to find the relevance, there's no like real source that they can go to right. to find it's what lost. It is. Yeah. So unless they know someone like, you know, yourself or myself who can kind of guide them where to go. Uh, They're going to watch Gotham, and that's Batman. Yeah, I get that. No, I totally get what you're saying. Um, And ultimately, it's meaningless. Yeah. It's so fluid. It just doesn't, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I I like it when it matters. No, I I get what you're saying. So I can extend this to wrestling, too, by the way. I found a, I, I, I did, I'll tell you when it solidified it for me, too. It's okay. been solidifying for a while. So real quick, uh, Saturday, I'll get to the week, and it's gonna, we're going to bring this all home. On Saturday, I went to, uh, after we had our little adventure, I went to Jay Jolchimino's house. Jay! And we watched NXT TakeOver. Fun show. Um, yeah, it was a fun show. It's a fun wrestling show. NXT is usually uh, superior to the main WWE product in every way because it caters to hardcore fans, generally speaking. Why don't they just put the E in there? Just call it next. I don't know. Wrestling wrestling fans love abbreviations. They it's, love they love WWE, WCW, ECW, NXT. It just it's it. It's I one thing if like it was called Mississippi and you called it MSP. I know. Put that on a belt. I know. We're talking about one letter here. I know. But All right, I'm just saying. NXT is fun to say. Continue. So um, Shinsuke lost. Has a sad. Lost the belt. Lost the belt. To who? Bobby Roode, the glorious Bobby Roode. To be fair, I, don't like to, that. I know, but that's okay Shinsuke. because now Shinsuke, there's two, there's two things that could Shinsuke. happen. Either one, Shinsuke, Shinsuke has a clear door to, uh, to to ascend to the main roster. Shinsuke, possibly, or he will come back and become the first three-time NXT champion. Never know. What would you prefer? I think I prefer you've expressed uh, concern in the past. And when he steps up to the main roster, they're not going to well, handle him correctly. We're going to get to my main point then, yeah, but the, about the main roster and why I'm concerned. Uh, so I think I'd rather see him stay in NXT for a little while. But at the okay. same time, NXT's not quite. He's too big for NXT. That's yeah. kind of the problem. So Sunday we watched the Royal Rumble, the main WWE product, mm-hmm. and the outcomes were largely. Eh. You said you didn't win the uh, the Rumble. I did not pool. win the bet. I did not did win the bet. Did you come close at all? No, oh. no. Uh, Sam, I, I came within a couple of minutes of having longest entrant with Sami Zayn, but Chris Jericho beat him by a couple minutes. Oh. It was close, though. Sami hung in there for a while. Um, Who ended up winning? The... Randy Orton. Okay, I'm familiar with... It's odd. It's I'm an odd familiar choice. with the memes. It's a very odd choice, but um, he eliminated Roman Reigns, who came out disappointingly at number 30, Everyone was angry. Everyone. The fans were sick to see Roman come out and enter the Rumble after he just lost a match earlier in the night. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I kind of feel bad for Roman. I have no sympathy for As much as I don't watch wrestling and whatnot, all I know is everyone hates Roman Reigns. Well, listen to his interviews and you'll find out why. Because not only is he forced on our throats, but he he comes off very entitled when they ask him about it. So he's earned it. He's decent. Look, the guy's decent. He He probably doesn't earn all the hate. But he's culpable for some of it. Who uh, who are the surprise entrants? None. Really? No really? classic no, returning? No. It was very sad. That sucks. They advertised the classic guys in advance. Taker, Brock, Goldberg. So it was a very disappointing rumble in that regard. Didn't you mention this was Undertaker's return? 
Uh, he's been on TV a couple times prior to now, but he okay. did not look good. He's got to be getting old. He's and he's he is old, and he looked it this time. And mm. uh, it's 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 starting to get to that point where we all love him, but really, buddy, it might be time. It really it really might be time to say enough. But so I've 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 told you about my week to week struggle with like Monday Night Raw. And it's just a chore to watch that show. It's yeah. it's just it's misery. And then I kind of and, and this is and it, it's been said about them for a while how you know it's just a they got to fill three hours and yada yada. And we I've said this about Marvel We're talking comics. About the Rumble, not Raw. I'm talking about Raw week to week programming, and, even, and, and largely long. not even uh, the Rumble was even longer. Oh uh, yeah, Raw is a three hour show. Okay, it's ungodly long. Um. So let's. I'm gonna bring this bring this in with wrestling. I'm gonna bring this into comics. We've talked about Marvel and, mm-hmm. and the yeah, product yeah. on the shelf and how it's just kind of eh. And this is my bigger point. I figured out wrestling too, and this is part of the same problem. The week to week show, even even to a degree, these big events, WWE doesn't matter. It's very very diff. It's very rare nowadays. That they put forth anything that I can care about at all, and I it, and all it is is they're filling time with content. They're just filling time with content to get advertisers to print the lunch boxes to sell wrestling toys, which they're not even being like coy about now. They had a new toy with a little cage over the ring set, little play set. They had a shark cage match at the at the Rumble. They put Chris Jericho in a shark cage over the ring. So he couldn't interfere in a match between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, and naturally he threw down brass knuckles. You know, because you got to cheat when you're up there. It's part of the. But the point is, they had a toy and they justified it by making it a match. <laughs> okay, so this stuff is just excuses to sell you other stuff. It's not what it was. Where it was like the. the I mean, it's always they always want to sell you something. They want to sell you a ticket to the show. They want to sell you a pay per view. Okay, but the product that I'm buying should be good i should be invested in it should care about it i've seen through the veil the product is subpar and everything else i know is more important now to them than the product the investment building the characters and their struggles and making me care about them it's gone it's gone and the writing and the work shows it and i've seen through the looking glass man and all i know now is that wwe exists to sell you toys to sell you t-shirts and merchandise and to cross brand with other promotions and other entities that make them feel more legitimate like ESPN and the Susan G. Komen cancer thing and insert thing here that WWE feels gives them legitimacy because their core product they feel is not legitimate. Whereas I, as a fan would say, legitimize yourself, put forth something great that people will care about and people will come to you. Conversely, Sticking with wrestling, think about Wrestle Kingdom 11. How yeah. invested were we for that main event? That legitimately, that was the first wrestling thing I've watched in easily well over 15 years. But did it feel like it mattered? I was all in. I was like, I was watching, I was like, and that was due to the athletic performance that was on display. And you know what NJPW does as a company? They sell wrestling. Yeah. They got they got merch, but their core product is come to an NJPW show. 
this is what we sell you and yeah, everything matters. I'm guessing WWE probably doesn't feel they have to do a lot of that because the, it's as far as far as like you they've not, conditioned United an States audience go, to just show they're up. pretty much the only game in town. Yep, basically. Basically that. But so but, but again it, it's part of my overarching point where I I you know what is this stuff? The things I cared about are no longer what they were and now they're just kind of this bigger blob and I don't know what I'm grabbing onto. I know I'm just being told to buy stuff with the name of the thing I like on it. Yeah, I think everything that we're passionate about goes through transitions at one point or another. Um, and different people react to different transitions in different ways, obviously. Like you're like just going back to the whole like geek explosion mainstream stuff, you're becoming wary of it, and I'm just at a point where I'm like, okay, that's that's fine. I can get this stuff if I want. If I don't want it, I don't have to buy it. So I think, again, I see you're making some valid points, but I think that, again, everything goes through transitions. Everything goes through evolutions or de-evolutions, if you will, and how you react to them is going to be different each time. It's fair. It's fair. I just, you know, I've been noticing this kind of stuff going on and all the stuff that I like, and it's like, man, I, I remember when it was just this? And we all loved it because it did something, had a purpose. And now it's like, yeah, now it's this whole other thing. And the thing that you loved, kind of forgettable. Yeah, I think one thing that kind of contributes to it is that a lot of things that we've talked about, uh, comic books, movies, wrestling, uh, are creative endeavors. Mm -hmm. And creativity those driving creativity change over time sure sure different ideas are put in other ideas are taken out so i think that definitely contributes to it and we're just reacting to like we know what we liked and we're not like i love the time when there were five spider-man books going and now there's (laughs) there's two wow peter parker spider-man dare i say that's an improvement in a way yeah um, there's four Spider-Man books going total, only two of which are Peter Parker Spider-Man. It used to be back in the day it was five, all Peter Parker See, that's Spider-Man. too much. See, but because I was a fan of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and because I was younger and didn't have, you know, still glossy-eyed youth, uh, yeah. I still enjoyed it all. There is a degree, I again, I can see there's a degree of get off my lawn with my bigger point, but I don't know, man, I just, I feel like the shameless kind of commodification of everything is detracting from what made stuff great. And just I just want give me a good story, give me something no, to I invest in and I'll, think, and I'll and I'll and I'll invest. I'll dude, I'll readily yeah, give you my I, heart if you tell if you tell me something a good story. I think it also gives us more appreciation of the truly great when it comes along. Yes, I hope so anyway. I hope yeah. I can open myself to that. Video games are 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 sort of Included too, man. Why do we need yearly iterations of of all these sports games and shooters? Because product, like you know, I don't know, man. I I don't need that. Just give me a good game. That's why I have like Mountain Games more. My Mountain Games more is very exclusive. Yeah. No. I again, I get it. Um, you know what I like Call of Duty to kind of go back to its roots and what it was, and not an every single year release. Yeah. Of course I would. Sure. Um, but. You know, there's there's other stuff out there. There's Titanfall 2, which is great. There is. There is. So, and I find the stuff I like, and I just try to enjoy it. 
Sorry to get off on a down note here, but that's that. You asked about the week, and it was kind of relevatory in that way, where I had I it all kind of clicked for me with all what all this stuff kind of is, and like wow, okay, I'm enlightened now, or at least I in my in my own way I feel like I'm. Oh, I know. I'll be fine, but you know, I just I just want to next month. It'll be okay. I just want (laughs) to care. That's all. Yeah, that'll be exciting. So, so anything else going on with the week? (laughs) After all that. no, no, not much else is going okay. on. Um, my, I'm over my cold, but dare I ask, sir, you sound a little... Yeah, I do. Sorry about that, man. If it's any consolation, I got it from someone at the, in the office. The entire office has gone through it. I have now given it to you. I apologize. Dick. But you should be getting over it quickly. It's Actually, not, it doesn't yeah, it's last not, too long. It's not very bad at all. Okay. I'm just a little wary of being around William or not that want him to get, but, you know, kind of... Wouldn't mind if he got because you got to build up those. Got to build it up, man. Up, so, um, my week. Yes, my week was uh, ironic. Uh, the the uh, the yellow brick road of depression and and disgust that you just brought us down. Um, my week. <laughs> That's my was, job. <laughs> <laughs> my week was actually very retro as well, uh, because was it two weeks ago, Friday? It wasn't last week, Friday, so it must have been, yeah, it was the Friday before that. Uh, Voltron Season 2 dropped on Netflix, and I devoured that. I've been meaning to get into Season 1 based on your praise, so I I gotta make some time. It is rare. Now, granted, I enjoyed Voltron as a kid. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my main thing. We all liked it, though. It was a cool concept. I, I never had, like, one complete set of lions. No one did. I always had, like, because there were like three or four different versions of Voltron you can get. Actually, can't pause for a moment. I'm shocked that you didn't have you of all kids did yeah, not yeah, have I a know, complete I know, Voltron. I know. Okay, uh, but again, remember, it wasn't like it was wasn't up there. Yeah, but you know, maybe it could squeeze in the top ten. Okay, um, <coughs> like I would have like two lions from the set that came with, that you put the action figures in, mm-hmm. and like one of the like metal lions, the oh, legit yeah. Yeah. ones. Um, actually, no, wait, I did have a complete Voltron, but it was a very small one. It was like kind of like the Lions, they had those motors in them, where the old cars where you pull them back and let them yeah, go. Yeah, that's not the legit transforming yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't that. So um, I liked Voltron, but again, it wasn't one of my main things. I did watch the show. And go back and watch the show now. I'm I'm sure it's it's okay, but there's those those problems and those critiques about like okay every fight at the end is just simply voltron gets beat up by the monster forms the blazing sword slice monster in half yeah, yeah, yeah. episodes done it was a format so good that yeah. power rangers would shamelessly rip it off for exactly. years after that uh it is rare when a reboot of something you enjoyed as a kid or just something you enjoyed in general is superior to the original this is this is great that's great every way like a lot of ways you know when i first heard they were doing it i was like eh, okay fine whatever this will probably like fall along the lines of like you know bay formers and whatnot <laughs> and then like you saw the redesign of voltron itself and i'm like okay wow they did a really good redesign it's much more like curved and streamlined but yeah. still looks you recognize like them. Voltron. Right. They the story in this is incredibly deep and you care about the characters and it's just so well done. Hmm. 
the animation, the like every they've added powers to the lions that are really cool, like role playing game level up powers and whatnot. Okay, and they don't like the first three episodes of the first season. They're just trying to learn how to form Voltron. Oh, so they're not like established. Yeah, no. It, this is like the beginning, the origin of Voltron. Yeah, cool. and like some of the the scenes that they use when they're trying to learn how to form Voltron are hysterical. They're like, well, maybe let's try this. And the lions are all standing on top of each other in a pyramid. Is this working? Don't, no. Don't they, have, don't they have a teacher of some kind? No, they don't. Because remember, like Voltron's been lost for generations. Oh. So no, they know of Voltron, but they like, and they're learning they're developing their bond with their lions throughout the series. I see. So seriously, interesting. Dude, get on this. I will. I get will. I Voltron. will have to make some time and watch some Voltron. Yeah. All right. Cool. So there was that. Um, there, like you mentioned, Friday night the game night, and Saturday we went to the shop. Today, today being Tuesday, part two of the the little retro trip. Double Dragon 4 came out today. Ah. And I purchased it before I came over here. And okay. Played for about five, ten minutes. How is it? It's it's Nintendo Double Dragon. Okay. Sir. A brand new Double Dragon. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to devouring that. Cool. Nintendo graphics, mind you, not yeah, yeah. arcade graphics. Yeah. So. Cool. So, yeah. That, uh, that was really cool. Excellent. So, yeah. That was my week. Dear listeners, boom! If you would like to tell us about your weeks, if you'd like to send us any questions, if you'd like to send us any comments, communicate with us in any way. You can do so at the following locations: on Twitter, you can follow us at Devils Do Pod. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Devils Do Pod. You can email us at the Devils Do Pod at gmail.com. And you can find all this great material at our website, thedevilsdopodcast.com. That being said, as previously mentioned, Mr. Gelsomino has sent questions. Well, well, well. Yep. Um, he, he leads with uh, Drew and Carl, can you possibly forgive me for missing questions last week? I, I, can, I can make an effort to forgive. I'll work on forgiving him. <laughs> he's he's the one keeping the segment alive man gotta got keep up with your responsibilities okay just kidding we love you Jay. all right first uh combined question if you can take any entertainment property and enter 30 characters into a royal rumble what would it be and who would come out on top whoa any entertainment property yeah so I don't. He's not saying you can mix and match. Yeah, pick one, put him in, and put him in, and have a rumble. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh boy. I mean, this blends itself to comic book universes, and that gets a little dicey because you know, Superman would always win basically in DC universe, essentially. Mono a mono in a thirty man yeah, yeah. rumble. Marvel might be a little dicier. That might get tight. I don't, I don't know who would come out on top in the Marvel Universe. They don't quite have the Omni-Lord hero. They're, they're a little more, you know, they spread out. They spread it out a little bit. So, but those are the easy choices, I think. Um, maybe if we pulled it back and let's, 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 do, let's do the G.I. Joe Rumble. 
Let's G.I. Joe Rumble. Let's pick out 30, ga- 30 characters from G.I. Joe. 15 Joes, 15 Cobras. 15 Joes, 15 Cobras. Throw them in the ring. See what we get. You know what you do? You do like they did in the One Royal Rumble, where Axe and Smash were entrance one and two. Ah. Tomax and Zaymon. See? Entrance one and two. This is why the Rumble's great, because sometimes allies got to go. They got to yeah. play each other. Yeah. So, yeah, Zaymont, Tomax, Cobra Commander, Destro, all the all the, all your heavy hitters, uh, Hawk, Duke, uh, Snake Eyes. So the thing is, that's the problem. You know Snake Eyes is walking out of this thing the winner. Almost for sure. Mm. I don't know. I might pull my money on either Roadblock or Gun-Ho. See, they, got, see they're, they're, they bring the beef, but the beef doesn't always win. That's, see, this is why this, this, this yeah. makes a good rumble. Yeah, G.I. Joe rumble. Okay. Um, I would probably go Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Rumble. Would make for an interesting rumble. You know, out of all the sports games they've ever done with Mario, they haven't done like a wrestling game. No. I mean, they have Smash Brothers, which I guess kind of, yeah. but, but, wow, wrestling game would be fun though. Yeah. Um, I would have to give it to Waluigi. Any reason why? Um, he's deceptively clever. Is he though? Yes, he is. <laughs> okay. And he's been uh, rookieing in the New Japan Pro Wrestling League. Oh, to now you're just inventing canon here, but okay, <laughs> sure. That's what we do. All right. Okay, Drew. Yes. If you could go to a different podcast with one person oh. while still staying with Carl on this show, oh. obviously, whose show would it be? Uh, obviously, it would be, it would be uh, the, the wrestling podcast with J.J. Samino. See, he was just fish baiting you. He right? was fish baiting me. And so is this the thing? Is this happening? We've talked about it. The time time is a factor, Lois. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our hearts our hearts are willing. It's it's time and format and uh Spirit is willing, but flesh is weak and yeah, soggy. Kinda like that. But right. but it would bring warm warm fuzzies to, to my, my cold cynical heart <laughs> to be doing a podcast with J. Gelsimino again. So all right. All right. Carl. Yes. Wow, I get this little itty bitty thing. You get the, you get a paragraph. <clears throat> well, yeah. Rank them in order of best to worst for what you do for a million dollars. Okay. Twelve hours under one of Jabba's fat rolls in a Buick Regal in Arizona with the windows up. Seven hours. Oh, that's clearly worse because I would die. Hang on. Seven hours stuck on a tarmac, sitting next to the toxic, toxic Avenger, who's eating Thai food. Coach, not business class, middle seat, not an emergency exit row. Mm. Some caveats there. Okay, or a semester abroad in North Korea learning anatomy with Rob Liefeld. Why would he go to, <laughs> why would he go to North Korea? To learn anatomy? Okay. Um, they would probably be best Liefeld. Second, you know, the worst would be uh, Jabba, because I would clearly die, and then Toxic Avenger in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So, yeah. All right. Those are our questions. Yay. Thank you, Jay. Yay. We appreciate it. A-dub? No. Nothing from Alan. Alan. That's okay. You know, folks. Shot across the bow here. You can send us in questions. It doesn't have to be J and L. Don't no. feel intimidated. Don't be intimidated. Don't by J and L. Absolutely not. Send us questions. Dethrone us them, please. Yes, we appreciate 
interacting. And as as okay. you, as you found out, as you found out a couple episodes ago, you can end up on the show <laughs> with prizes, <laughs> with prizes, legitimate prizes. Some of that aforementioned crap I talked about earlier. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the cross examination is closed. We have to open the case files now because there is some news to go over. Okay, Drew, can you do me a favor? Oh, um, can you put on your surprised face for me, please? Depends. Just just go ahead and fasten it on now because you know you're gonna you're gonna need it. First up in the cross examination. I'm not sure how I should react. Okay, <laughs> the Flash movie. Go on. Which has been a staple here in the news. Go on. Never for anything good. Is going back to a page one rewrite. Carl. This is never a good sign for. You wanted my surprise face? Okay. Look at me right now. <laughs> there, there is no expression on your face. It's just kind of. Because. Kinda of this- yeah. It's the only. The only uh, rumored reason that I've heard that the reason they're doing this is that a lot of <laughs> a lot of what they wanted to do in the movie has already been done much better on the television show. It's oh my god, this company, this yeah. company does yeah. not see. Right hand doesn't know what left hand is doing. Exactly, that's the problem. Yeah. And with Marvel, with Marvel, yes. Sorry, I, I, right, right hand knows what the left hand is doing. Yep. And they may not be holding hands necessarily. No, but they're but aware. Like, for crying out loud, I was catching up on Agents of Shield, and a Judas bullet showed up on hey, Agents. Hey, look at that! They didn't, and they weren't. They did it in a really cool way. They just fired it off, and it did what it does. No one said anything about it. Nah. You could just, if you watched, if you Luke watched Cage, it, you, you know. knew that was a Judas bullet. Remember what I said about Disney and Star Wars and Marvel and all yeah. that. And why they're they're kind of bucking the trend? I mean, they're yeah. they're guilty, but they're bucking the trend because they have people in charge of those properties that are in charge of yeah. caring for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's also that you just look at who owns who. You know, Disney. Yeah, Disney and T. Even before Disney bought Marvel, when Marvel Studios was a thing. Uh, it was around and, the same and, time, was it not? No, no, it was because Disney just bought Marvel. I think two thousand fourteen. No, fourteen or thirteen. No, no it was, but it, it was, was. It was. They big. were at least in the phase two of the cinematic universe when the purchase was made. Um, so Marvel Studios was already established. They were doing their own thing. They knew they were going to be faithful as much as they could be. 2000 okay so even so okay so but still like they knew they were going to be faithful disney bought them and said okay just keep doing what you're doing yes this is not yes. getting any interference they were from already us. successful we're just the plan was already yeah, yeah 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 dc is owned by a movie company they right. have not established their own studio right so you'd think that would make it easier though like of course we have the movie studio but that movie yeah. studio doesn't understand the <laughs> They just don't understand. They just don't get it. They just don't get it. Yeah. I, I, it's the simplest way to put it. Hey, boy, you know, you, you'd think with their boy Jeff Johns in there and his, his VP whatever role, he, he would exercise some autonomy here. Well, just give, give Jeff some time. He just recently took that role. How much time does this dude need? Listen, Wonder Woman, I know we're hearing rumors about Wonder Woman. Cash those checks, Wonder Jeff. Wonder Woman will be Cash those test. checks, buddy. Um, I so would, too. To I would, too. To piggyback 
<laughs> to piggyback on this. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, announced yesterday, Ben Affleck steps down as director of Batman. How do you like that? Wow. That must be one hot garbage of a script. Well, he was he, he had a hand in was, writing it. So why what's what's the deal? You you know what it probably is because he's he's got somewhat background in comics, yeah, like before fame and everything. You know what it probably is is like he probably him and Jeff Johns and whoever was doing it probably put out a dynamite script and the execs were like, no, you got to do this. This is more marketable. You got to keep it this way. Okay, okay. I think it's probably it's probably too much meddling, and he pro- he probably has an opt-out clause in his contract well the question now is does the opt-out clause if there is one does it also pertain to playing batman no i've seen this rumor kind of kind of bubbling today so he's stepping down from directing now obviously he's still attached to star for how long yeah at what point if, if 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 things are that weird and tenuous would he just be like you know what um i'm good if he if he steps down as star, I think you release Wonder Woman, you release Justice League, because they're both already shot. Yeah. And then you just kind of do the old blackjack dealer leaving the table thing. Just let those stand as they are. And So if they lose, okay, let's let's take it a step further. Kind of put it, put it on the shelf for... Minimum five years. I was just okay. So you're saying minimum five years. If you if 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 Affleck goes away, it's over. Yeah, you just cash in your chips. The chips DC being expanded or, or whatever they call the universe. It's, yep. it's done. Yep, just yeah, because that's he is the Robert Downey anchor of that whole universe, and that universe is not that that not that big anyway. Yeah, the so universe if he were to walk, is two movies old, three yeah. movies old. Yeah. So if yeah, if he walked, that would be. Pretty huge. Yeah. I mean, that would be a killing blow in a way. Uh, yeah, that's... I think that's pretty much what it is, because at that point, you've got to recast him. You've got to cast another director. You're pretty much where you are with Flash. Which is nowhere. That you're going... But yeah. Which is nowhere. You're nowhere. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this that's company. Just, this company. See? You know what? I, I said... They probably should have launched the whole thing with Wonder Woman. Do what Marvel did. Chrono- chronologically, take, it take makes the, sense. Take the character who is in the public eye, but not one of your headliners. Yeah. Start with that. Sure. Plant your seeds with that. Yeah. But yeah. no, they they wanted to catch up in one. Yeah. Shot, and that was their problem. So, yeah. Who, uh, who knows what will happen next? I mean, <laughs> the know, saga of DC films, man. We know we're going to get Wonder Woman. We know we're going to get Justice League. Beyond that, uh, yeah, I don't. And it's like we said before, we want these movies to be good. I I would love for them to be good. I would. You we, you you accuse me all day about DC, but dude, I would love nothing more than for those movies to be good and entertaining to, and and to be really. Go toe-to-toe with Marvel. It would th- be fun. I think you legitimately enjoy the characters. You just hate DC itself. The company's a clown show. And, and that, you know what much. I mean? It's, it's, it's just, it irks me. It's like, it, this should be better. So let's take it, re- let's bring it back to wrestling. WWE. I love many guys on that roster. 
I do. But I hate the company. I hate the company. DC, I love Superman. I am in Batman, but I respect Batman at least. I, you know, I like all this stuff. I want to see it flourish and be fun. Yeah. And it's not. I and think, it should be, but it's not. I think your opinion on Batman is dictated more on what he's become than what he is. Probably. <laughs> That's probably fair. Because I've heard you talk about, like, good Batman in the past. And, like, yeah, yeah. The, again, my heart for a good story. You'll, and, you'll, you'll jump into a Graham Morrison Batman story without giving a second thought. Even that, I mean, it's like he, he, at least he had a point and he had a, a, a goal and he made it a thing. And, and you know, Return of Bruce Wayne was a hot mess. That was kind of cool, actually. It was it so was good. Marvel mess. ripped it off for Captain America. <laughs> they, they did. No, I know. I'm, I'm, they you're did. Not, you're not getting any, any, any denial from me on that because both stories were pretty much happening at the yep, same time. I, oh, man. Anyway. Um, okay. So, so let's move on. Moving, let's move on. moving out of the the car train wreck tire fire that is the dc cinematic universe and back into the marvel cinematic universe okay uh two characters who you normally don't think of but when you hear about them you'd be like you're like yeah that'd be a cool series cloak and dagger have a television series this has been in development for a long time yes and now they have a cloak and dagger for real they have been cast interesting it is um relative they're young which is good because cloak and dagger are young they're they're young um aubrey joseph of the night of and run all night um for uh yeah who's who (laughs) and olivia holt you could have just made that stuff up, and I wouldn't know what you were talking about. So that's okay, cool. So, yeah, they are they are your cloak and dagger. Oh, okay, I see yeah. what they did there. They're basically more or less Disney Channel stars and whatnot. Go figure. All right, but they're what they need to be. They're young. Um, I'm not what sure. Channel this, will this show be on? I, I don't know. Is it going to be a Disney show or like ABC I, or I what? Thought I heard somewhere that it was like a Hulu exclusive. It, that's it's not that's a Netflix show. It's not a movie. Which is too bad because they would fit in very well in the Netflix universe. That Netflix universe is rich, and it, yeah, yeah, that would be kind of cool. Let me let me see if I can't uh, look up here. Maybe we should give some background on Cloak and Dagger if we can. They're they're kind of hard to explain. Kind of. One dude wears a cloak. He can teleport and, in it, and the chick throws daggers. That's 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 underselling it. They're they're a little oh, weirder no, than yeah, that, that's but yeah, underselling. Um, let's see here. We are accessing the internets as we speak. Um, I'm not seeing anything about a channel. And this is for making for great radio. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll find If I had out. to guess, it would be ABC. But if it's going to be some kind of weird online thing, that's interesting. I don't that's... think it's going to be. Yeah, it's not ABC. It's not, It doesn't. If I remember correctly, it's not too mainstream. Dear listener, if you know the answer, by all means. Yeah, please tell us. Tweet us, message us, just let us know. Here's information. I Google it in three seconds. Uh, So, yeah. What else you got? um, That's news. That's it? That's that's what we got. Oh. Okay. I thought there was more. DC DC stole a dumpster fire, and Marvel's still turning out some good stuff. For now. I'm interested to see what Cloak & Dagger Bring. As we're seeing uh, the casting calls daily on uh, Infinity War that they're filming right now, yeah. it's basically becoming a matter of not who is in the movie, but who is not. Yeah, at, so at this point, I would say just assume everyone 
who's ever been in a Marvel movie will be in Infinity War. Yeah. That, that's a safe assumption at this and point. And I'm okay with that. That's what if they, if it was, you got to do it. If it was just one movie, I would be like, eh, overstuffing, but it's two movies, so. Well, no, not really. That's going to be two movies. Yeah, but they didn't say it's part one and part two. They said the first one is called Infinity War, and the second one is not Infinity War part two. So well, I don't know what they're doing exactly. Phase but. four will just be one long Infinity Gauntlet story. Mm-hmm. Shrugs? Sure. Go for it, Marvel. It, it, like I said, they've got a good credit report, so. Spend, spend, spend. Got no reason to distrust them. All right. Okay. Let us get to the rustling of the papers. Okay. All right. Episode 12 of Luke, Luke Cage. Luke Cage, episode 12, Soliloquy of Chaos. Ha! Ah, lot, lot, lot going on here. Yes. I equate this episode to positioning of your chess pieces for your final play. Okay. Well, that's thematically accurate and... Uh, yeah, yeah, thematically accurate. That's, that little scene with Bobby Fish in there kind of made me think of that. I was okay. like, that's kind of what this episode is. This is let's the, get everybody the, into the play- show, putting everyone in the place for the grand finale. Okay. And we see at the beginning, Cage is caged. Cage is caged. See what I did there? I do. And then uh, Misty kind of calls him out, but she's kind of helping him. Yeah, she's doing that fake, I hate you, but here's vital information that you need thing. Yeah. Can I, I want to mention a problem I have with this episode. Go on. Particularly with Misty. Okay. Um, you have a gunshot wound? Yeah, that yeah. That nicked an artery? Yeah. And you never go to the hospital. I think she went, but then she immediately went right back to the station. That's not how gunshot wounds work. No, not at all. Now, granted, I've never been shot, and I hope that stays the case for the rest of my life. Yes. That being said, I don't think I'm a complete imbecile as to the medical workings. (laughs) I understand that a gunshot wound takes some time to heal. Yeah. Um, It was... was her artery was uh, patched with dental floss. Yes, you know. Granted, we're not knocking Claire's ability here. No, 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 no. But, but yeah, she basically goes from, and not only that, she she went from bleeding out, turning pale, I'm gonna die, to on her feet, up and at him, back to work. Yeah, in like a in like a scene, up and at them. Right. A reservoir dog's amount of blood was lost. Yes. Um, so yeah, interesting. Just, yeah, I could nip. I would, I would def. That's a very, very fair criticism. That's really my only problem with this episode. Did you catch the seven reference in this episode? I've funny story. Yeah. Um, I have only seen the last 10 minutes of seven. Oh, I was, uh, I was flipping through. Okay. 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 Flipping through the channels one day, came across seven before the days of, you know, interactive guides and whatnot, so I didn't know how long was left in it. And Caught the end. Yeah. Okay. So I know what's in the box. It's a great movie. I recommend watching the whole thing. Um, the ending is obviously insane. Yeah. The There's a part where they're uh, referencing the big crate that Diamondback has, and Zip asks him, what's in... First off, he says, what's in the box? What's in the box? I did catch that. And then... 
Diamondback responds, one of the seven deadly sins. And Zip says, which one? And Diamondback replies, wrath. Which is also the seven deadly, a seventh or the deadly sin that Brad Pitt commits when he kills, uh, spoilers, um, Kevin Spacey at the end of seven. So that Cute, is, huh? they use that crate to make two movie references. Well, it's mostly one. Well, no, there's, there's a second movie reference towards the end of the episode. And oh, I, oh, sir, sir. Th- what did I you miss? You did not pick up on it. I'm ashamed of you. What did I miss? He, he- opens the crate uh-huh. and there's an orange glow. Oh, coming out from it's more it. red, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's they get their Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Fiction. Fiction a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Okay. That's good. These guys are students of the game, man. They know what's going on. They know their Fincher and their uh, and their Tarantino. Yeah. Um, I thought the uh, the cop the cops in the beginning when they're driving Luke to the, where they were taking him to jail, acting. Yeah. Not their strong suit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's okay. I'll let it slide. It's there. They're like a whole two minutes of the show, but come on, man. I mean, when the one cop confronts Luke in the alleyway, it's better. It's better. Yeah. But the banter but, was a little... Yeah, it was very cop banter. And poorly delivered at that. I kind of I wanted uh, you know Wayne to show up and be like, is, is this the best we can do? I know it's a small part, but <laughs> can we get someone else? Can we get Chuck Heston in here? Bring in Charlton Heston's corpse. <laughs> Baby, I'm sorry. you going to get the corpses? <laughs> yeah, it's Charlton Heston's corpse. Still clutching a gun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway... This episode has yeah. So Luke escapes though. He yeah. Bre- he breaks out of the chains, breaks out of the the car, and goes on the run. And that cop who catches him lets him go. Says I was because he knew him from pops. Knew him from pops. Yeah. I know you're on. You're doing the right thing. You better run, run. And uh, as I have in my notes here, run, Luke, run. <laughs> <laughs> um. We also see Domingo's getting a little ambitious. Yeah, Dom makes a play. People are like, you know, why don't we just kill him? <laughs> What are you feeding him? <laughs> I got a gun. I got a gun in my room. I can go get it. Unfortunately, no, he doesn't have him captured. But they do. Dom decides he's gonna put on his big boy pants and he's gonna he's gonna go make a play for the guns and and everything. Now that Diamondback is weakened by the events of yeah uh, this episode, which is strange because uh, Diamondback does n- never really appears to be weakened. Not really, no. He's just kind of relocated. Yeah. He's in a warehouse now, and the warehouses are respectable. He was in a warehouse before, though. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know how exactly he... Well, he was kind of weakened because his name got his name got released. The cops were on to him. So he was on the run, I guess. So maybe that's yeah. why Dom decides now's the time. Let's make the play. But it doesn't end so well for Dom. No, as we see later in the episode. But before we get to that, can yes. we talk about the most enjoyable scene from this episode? That being? The uh, the Quickie Mart holdup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you catch the Stan Lee cameo? No. Yes. I missed it. It's so quick. Oh, that's why I missed it. And I just happened to be looking at the right place at the right time. When Luke is looking at the two guys, and they're like masking up and getting their guns ready to go into the stop and shop. Yes. There is a poster on the outside of a police officer, and it's clearly Stan Lee, and he's doing the, like the Uncle Sam point and says, <laughs> "See a crime, report a crime." Oh, I think I did catch that on the first watch, but I missed it this time. That's funny. Oh, hey, Stan, Stan, still, still going, man. Shut up. Hey, knock on wood. Yeah, Stan. 
So, but yeah, this scene is just really great because it gets us, it goes back to the root of why we love this show. Uh, the street level hero looking out for uh, the little guy, so yeah, to speak. to a degree. And there's a, he, just a great cameo. He didn't necessarily know he was going to go in and... No, it was like, he's like, I don't have time for this. But yet, he still goes. Sure. He just walks in, he does his little tap on the head. Yeah. And just, it's great. And we've got like a great cameo by Method Man. Yeah. Of the Boontang Clan. That's correct. Um, and they switch hoodies. They do. They do. And, you know, you could, it's clearly, I mean, you see it a lot in football today uh, after a game players exchanging jerseys. Right. It's just like a sign of respect. Yeah. It was just a really cool little scene. And actually, that does lead to a bigger point in the episode. Yes. Um, the hoodie kind of gets reclaimed and becomes a symbol. Yeah. So Method Man respects Luke for being a bulletproof black man who is on the run from the cops. And uh, the cops are big time gunning for Luke. They want Luke bad. And Method Man goes on the radio and and the bulletproof, the the, the bullet hole, the bullet hole hoodie becomes a thing. A symbol. People start wearing it in the city. The people wear the bullet riddled hoodie to show their support of luke yeah and it's just like a really great sequence that happens we have a little call back to like 1990s mtv a little bit sequence with a sway and i'm sorry i don't know the the females dj who was once on the real world remember sway remember sway <laughs> remember mtv in the 90s i, I do remember actually do you headbangers ball I saw a fascinating video that is like if you if you think about what it became and then the the band I'm about to tell you it's mind bending. I watched uh, Primus doing uh, Jerry was a race car driver and uh, oh what's the name uh, something Frank the Cat Larry the Cat something like that. I forgot but yeah. it's it's, it's I, I, pardon me Primus fans I, I'm missing up messing up the title of the song um, Primus you know Primus right. I'm very familiar. off the wall, Les Claypool, yeah. brilliant bass player, but the music is very off kilter. Primus at Spring Break, MTV Spring Break, like 1992. Yep. Think about Spring Break. Yep. All I can think is, for whatever reason, all I can imagine at Spring Break is like Pitbull live at Spring Break, pressing a button on his iPod and just dance, people dancing in a pool because that's all MTV, you know, for, in the later days, and that's all it is. It's just, and that's all music pop music is now it's just you know crap you can dance to 1992 primus (laughs) were they introduced by paulie shore there was no introduction but like this band this technically savvy band everyone in that band is ridiculously talented everyone laying down insane stuff at mtv spring break it was so it's so surreal to see yeah like this doesn't make sense yeah these kids are here to party Back when Primus is blowing minds. Yeah. Back when <laughs> music videos were art forms. Like, yeah. Yeah. Tell a complex story with a music video. Anyway, that's and I will that's say the best ones at doing that were Guns N' Roses. No competition whatsoever. They spent the most money. I hope they were decent. Well, want to make good art, you got to spend money. Not necessarily, but uh, remember but, how videos would premiere on like Fox after The Simpsons? Michael Jackson ones. Yeah. Well, no, not only that, Metallica and Guns N' Roses too. I don't know about Metallica, but Guns N' Roses I could see. Um, uh, hey man, it was give 90s. it up for the give it up for the tool videos though. Come on now, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, stop you! It's yeah. no slash out in the middle of the desert November rain. <sighs> okay, moving on. 
So the hoodie's kind of reclaimed here. Yeah. Um, I, I did. I really dug that piece of this episode. It's uh, yeah, it was a really great sequence, starting with the the stop and shop hold up, going to the the radio show and them talking about it. A great, just reflection of current social structure. Yeah, in in areas uh, like that. Now shades, remember shades, remember shades. He got arrested. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great scene with the with the inspector. Yeah. He just wants his lawyer. Roy Year. Yeah. Then First he pretends law, last name Year. Then he pretends to get to, to crack. He does it to crack. I'll tell you everything. I'll tell you who did it. He goes by lawyer. lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I love shades. Shades. Uh, shades. That scene I liked. Uh, that was good. Shades and, and Mariah. He is the cool fans. under pressure, man. He is. He is Mister Cool under pressure. And can we talk about the scene? In the elevator. Sure. <laughs> so I have here in my notes, uh, zip tie shades. See yeah. I, your name is Zip. There? You should make see it a thing. Should, um, you need a gimmick, Zip. I also have a note here. Uh, little help. Little yeah. Help. Like, Two guys just kind of standing in the elevator, not doing anything while Zip's trying to strangle you, you would think after like the first 30 seconds, you're like, okay. This guy's not getting it done. Yeah, yeah. Just, let's help him out. But no, Shades gets guns, pops two guys who weren't doing anything, and then... Takes Zip un- on the roof. Unzips Zip on top of the roof. Yeah, Zip gets taken to the roof, and he he divulges the location of Diamondback's... Uh, well, who gave the order, Diamondback? And I think... Yeah. Does he tell him where the warehouse is? I think so. He must. No, he no, doesn't. He doesn't. Oh, no. okay. But he does tell him that it was Diamondback's decision to yeah. kill him. And then Zip dies. Zip gets one in the head. Very, very bloody. Yeah. Yeah, the only... Yeah, Zip never knew where the warehouse was. The only reason Luke Cage knew where the warehouse was, because he got that information from... Our friend Turk. Your friend Turk. Not my friend, because he got pop killed. Hey, he didn't know it was going to happen, man. Turk, shut up. That's what he tells Luke, too. Yeah, right. Anyway. Yeah. Turk, in the episode, tossed in the dumpster. Turk, by the way, uh, knows his mythology. Whereas Zip, yeah. whereas Zip did not. No. Turk, Turk knew who, who Icarus was. Turk also apparently knows his Jordans. He does know his Jordans. Uh, Bobby Fish said he got a line on some vintage Jordan. I believe they were the Jordan 5s. I believe that's what they were. I don't know what those look like, but yeah, I assume they're hot. Have you ever had a pair of your Jordans? No. I had two pairs. I, was I wasn't a sneaker kid. Uh, I wasn't a sneaker kid either, but I was like... This is what the cool kids are wearing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We had. We all. We, did you have a starter jacket? Yep. Uh, me too. Yep. I, I, I did have jacket. one of those. Junior high starter. I had. Jacket. I had a Bill starter jacket, and I had the the complete ensemble, total bandwagon in it. Uh, Chicago Bulls. Remember, like the pinstripe starter oh, baseball yeah. jerseys. Yep. I had that yep. with the matching shorts and the hat. You Chicago Bulls. You you. That's nineties as hell. That's so nineties. Man, I think I got a picture with it somewhere too. <laughs> it's uh. <laughs> Yeah, I I have nothing to say about it. It's it is it's there. It's it's the worst of everything you'd think it would be. But to be fair, in the picture of memory serves right, I do have a Batman shirt on underneath it. Well, he was pop culturally there too. And well, it was 1989. There post, you go. So, you know, <laughs> the bat symbol was everywhere. Everywhere. Yes. Um. So, Mariah. 
is indebted to Diamondback deeply now. Yes. Mariah, in, this is one of the episodes where we kind of see Mariah going back and forth. Yeah. Is it, like, it seems in previous episodes that she was all in on embracing the criminal lifestyle, but now it seems like, you know, I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. In the, ep- the end of the episode, we see she's firmly back in. But yep. A little wavering here from Mariah in this episode. A little bit. Yep. Diamondback shows up wearing a very, very nice coat. It's a nice red coat. Yeah. Yeah. Looks comfortable. Looks warm. Yeah. But uh, so Diamondback drops off a bag full of money to rebuild Harlem's Paradise. Seed money. So Diamondback, we we learn here that Diamondback is in the spotlight predominantly just to get Luke. Yes. And he says, like, after Luke's done, he's very content to go back in the shadows and just kind of pull the strings from a distance. Sure. Smart. 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 He's a man on a mission. Um, now, Mariah and Shades, though. Shades goes to, to Mariah, <laughs> and in a show of good faith, gives her the bottle of champagne that she hit Cottonmouth, Cottonmouth with, with that, yeah. that, that not ultimately, mm-hmm. ultimately knocked him out the window, had her prints on it. He gave it up to her, and she says, well, you'll have no leverage on me. And he says, you know, that's a show of good faith. Yeah, trust. Do what's right. Yeah. Show of trust. But he also has something else. He's got the information about Carl Lucas. He has the information. The, the real information. Ah, yes. This brings me to a second problem I have with this episode. Go on. In Pop Shop, where they're parlaying. Yes. Your Luke freaking cage. Yeah. You're super strong and bulletproof. Yeah. Just take the file from them. Yeah. He could have just did that. Yeah. It's not like you're mugging someone. They're the bad guys. Yeah. Just take it. Good point. Take it. Give it to Misty. She's right, She's there. right there. She's right there. Misty showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he probably didn't want to make any sudden moves because Misty was there and she could have got shot again. Well, she takes it very well. So you know. she apparently does take a gunshot very well. She apparently has a healing factor. <laughs> of course. Of course she does. Yeah. Not, if, you can, if she can't have the arm, then give her the healing factor. Um, so before we get to that, though, like as we said about Dom, he makes his big play. Big shootout happens. Every time you say Dom, I think of Fast and Furious. So just call him Domingo. I don't. I don't. I haven't seen any of those. So that's unfortunate. They're no, fun. I'm good. I'm all good over here. Fun action movies. I'll take my Vin Diesel in voice form. That's all I really need. <laughs> I'm good. He's good at that. He's great at that. Um. Anyway. So yeah, it doesn't end up so good for Domingo. Yeah. Um. Luke shows up at the warehouse and long after that, the shootout. Yeah. Domingo, conveniently alive, though, still. Kind of. Just in time <laughs> to give Luke relevant information. He's alive, and that blood is pumping to his brain for the moment. And it's also... Because he has been jacked up. Yes, he's been pummeled. Yeah. Um, so it's a good. It's very convenient that he's still alive to tell Luke, you know, that Diamondback is, you know, coming for him. And it's also very convenient that Diamondback left a bomb in the building that beeps audibly so that Luke can hear it and knows how to get out of the building what's wrong with that i love clock convenience i just if you're gonna make a bomb don't make it beep don't show them well, maybe it doesn't have like a silent mode or something <laughs> who cares it's just it's it's just little cliches that's all i think if you made a bomb that did make any noise it would just be weird when you're watching the show like if that bomb wasn't beeping and not making any noise it'd just be like something doesn't feel right I, I i would commend the villain for his ingenuity for not alerting the everyone to the presence of the bomb 
For some reason, talking about Bond got me thinking of Airplane 2, Sonny Bono. Oh, God. <laughs> Take the third Bond to the right. Is it like a convenient stand in the airport? Another time. Another time. Yes. Another time. Um, so, Warehouse goes boom. Yep. And Diamondback has some manner of glowing apparatus that we saw in a briefcase or the, yes. the crate. We don't know what it is. Cut to Pops. Standoff for the files. Luke is trying to... Why they, Why make the truce at all? It. Just take damn just, files. Knock shades over the head. Just ninja kick the damn let, rabbit. Yeah. Let Misty handle... Well, Misty's... No, no. She got better. Let her handle yeah. Mariah. And we're all good here. No, we're not all good here. No, because grenade. Grenade shows up. And by the way, everyone escapes unscathed from the grenade. Yep. Can, Looks like it was just a flashbang. Okay. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of damage done. Yeah. And then... Then we get the pimp stormtrooper. He kind of looks like a turtle. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure about the costume here. The costume is very off the page from the comics. Maybe it's the fabric. Something about it just looks awkward. Well, I mean, when you think about like the yellow underneath, if you think of the underbelly of a snake. No, no, I get that, but the the yeah. the, the, the green. No, I know what you're saying. Something you're just saying. looks yeah off. Um, I I like. The costume, I like the suit. I like that it's tied in. To, that it's not just like thrown in there just because. It's tied in. That's hammer tech and yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. They give a reason for him to have it. Um, would really like to see Hammer make it make an appearance in season two. Well, Sam Rockwell action. Yes. Yeah, that'd be nice. Have it would be nice. And whatnot. Yeah. Um, no, I like the suit. And this episode ends with the initial clash. Diamondback doesn't go around. He goes through. Correct. And as we find out, the suit is bulletproof, and it's clearly got, as we've seen in, in glimpses with his little gauntlets that punch through stuff, it makes him super strong as well. Yeah. Just a great little Bobby Fish moment. I just got this place back together. Can you two take this outside? And they're both like, no. And he's like, All right, <laughs> damn, I was just asking. Uh, and that is going to lead us into the conclusion of yep. Luke Cage. The conclusion. One episode to go. Of Luke Cage. So as you said, as you said, uh, put all of our pieces back on the board to the line them up for our big final move. Um, This episode definitely feels like we're back on track. Yes. Um, Yes. It feels very season one, part one. Yes. A little bit. It still lacks the depth and the investment I had in the early episodes, but at least we're in familiar environments and we are moving towards a conclusion. Yeah. Um, Good episode. Eager to talk about the conclusion. Well, we'll do that next okay. week. All right. There you have it, sir. So, dear listeners, again, we would love to hear from you. By all means. Y'all are liking the posts on Facebook, so if you're liking it on Facebook, write in. Let us know. I know. We Send get the alerts. You can do so at the following. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash devilsdopod. You can email us at thedevilsdopod at gmail.com. And all this stuff can be found on our website, thedevilsdopodcast.com. Our episodes can be streamed from that website. They can also be downloaded from iTunes and Google Play. Yes, sir. All right. Any, uh, any last thoughts? No. Anything else you want to piss on with depression? No, no. I just, like all do? I ask, and I, because and I, I like, I like a good analysis. All, go. all I ask of our dear listeners is... Here we go. No, no, no. no. This is just a friendly request. All I'm asking is just think about... Don't just consume. 
dissect. Think about what you're watching. Think about what you're getting into. What does it mean? Think, just, just put a little thought into it. You can still love it. I still love all this stuff. But just take it that little extra step. It makes for fun discussion. And you might learn something about yourself, too. Okay. All right. There you go. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us. Court is adjourned.